Hey, good afternoon, everybody, uh, or hello, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, this is RJ Thompson with the City View Podcast. Today, I am sitting down with uh, James Rogers Jr. in in his wonderful home here um, in the West Side, or as he says, the Best Side. Um, let me set the scene for you here a little bit. Uh, James is an artist, and you can definitely see that in his house here. So if you're creatively inclined, uh, you'll definitely appreciate uh, the installations, the photography, the mosaics, and all the music that I see, which, by the way, uh, I'm going to have to ask you about that, and maybe you can play a record for me. Uh, (laughs) But uh, at any rate, I know nothing about James other than he's an artist, and he comes very highly recommended by... Tony Nicholas, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know more about you. So, James, start at the beginning. Again. (laughs) My name is James Rogers Jr. I'm the oldest of six. I graduated from Niles McKinley High School, the Red Dragons, in 67. In the same year, you know, like I started at YSU. In fact, that was the first year that I became a state school. Back then, Graphic design was called commercial art. That was my major, my minor was advertising. I graduated in 73. And since then, I've had various jobs. Not all of them, you know, like relate to art, but I have learned, you know, you know like how to survive. Because I think here in Youngstown, I think most people here have what they call true grit. And that means that, you know, like you know how to get along and you find ways to, uh, you know, like make it in this area. And I consider myself very blessed to have so many influential people that I've met. Not just artists, but other people too, you know, like, you know, like I have more friends than I can count. And when I need those friends, they're there for me too. But, you know, like uh, Youngstown, I think, can be a real arts community for sure because, you know, because like when steel mills were here, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a manufacturing town. But now I think it's going to be something different. And I want to, and like I want to be a part of that in every way. And, you know, like one other thing too, you know, like later on in life, for some reason, I picked up a pen and, you know, like started writing. And I found out that that writing is another part of my creative sphere. So I get, you know, like enjoyment writing and doing my art photography. So uh, is photography your creative poison of choice, so to speak? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I do collage too, but, uh, you know, like I've done one for quite a while. In fact... I think I have one upstairs that I, that I started a couple years ago. It's not done. But, you know, one day I will finish it. And, you know, like, I'm, you know, like I'm also an, ad, an avid reader. And, uh, you know, like one of the last books that I, that I read was by Sarah Lewis. And it's about creativity and about, uh, you know, like how creative people, they master things, but, you know, like they don't really get a perfect, perfect, you know, like they uh, learn through the mistakes and failures. And it's just, you know, just staying at it. And, uh, you know, like that's what I plan to do. I'm, a, you know, like I'm, a, you know, like I'm just dogged about whatever I want to do. You know, like, 
You know, like you know, like I never thought I'd be a writer. Never in a million years, but you know, like I've been published a couple of times. In fact, I, you know, like I have a couple of articles that will that will be published in the future. So uh, that's awesome, and um, I, I I enjoy speaking to artists that enjoy different mediums of art. They aren't just concentrated to one specific thing. Like you know, if we had a conversation about photography and that was it, okay, great. But you get to see all these different means of of you know outputting your your creative self and it manifests in so many different ways and all of which are hopefully rewarding um but rewarding in in different ways um tell me a little bit about your love of photography what is it about photography that just that's that's your mode of communi- creative communication i think photography is uh you know something that's really intimate and like, you know, like, uh, you know, like a lot of people, like they look at my work and they say, I would have never saw that. But for me, it's just a gift of seeing. That's all, you know, like I seem to have another set of eyes because because I'm constantly on, a, on lookout for something that's interesting. And like I find interesting things in the most mundane of objects. And sometimes I put things together but like mostly, you know, like it's just something that's right in front of me. I can just walk out the door and, you know, just look down or look up mm-hmm. and I'll find an image that I want to, you know, or to capture. And like I'm always pleased when someone else finds something that I saw and get pleasures out of it. You know, you know, like I just I just I just love to see the look on people's face when they look at something that I've done. And does that that connection that when they see something that you saw originally when you took a photo, does that happen frequently? Have you noticed? It happens all the time. That's great. So that basically that means your art is accessible. Um, and that's such a wonderful output in the, in the sense that you're creating something that has intense, deep meaning to you, but is also accessible to others. You know, it's not like high, like I don't want to, I'm not critiquing your work mm-hmm. by me. In fact, I've never even seen it. Yeah. Um, but it's not like so overly conceptual that you're the only person to get it. I've, I've seen a lot of work like that, that, um, you know, it's just hard to access. So I, I know what you mean by, um, you know, people being able to find qualities of your work that they relate to, or, you know, they come around to mm-hmm. and they, they then consequently see the world from a different angle. Um, I'm rambling, but uh, when did you first pick up a camera? Okay, you know, like I went back to YSU in 90, or from 91 to 93 to take some extra classes. You know, like I had already graduated, but, you know, like I was out of work and I went back to school and I took up graphic design, computers, and I had to take some photography classes too. And, uh, you know, like, I was just taking pictures ever since then. And, you know, like, one of my first photography teachers was Larry Bell. And Larry mentioned this to me, you know, like, he, you know, like he said, you know, he said that my work, you know, like he said, it was really strong because, like, I had a good sense of composition. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I knew what I was taking a picture of. And, you know, like, you always stressed that. He said, you, you know, like, when you go out to take a photo, Make sure you know what you want to take. 
it's like uh, painting a picture, you know, but you do it with your eyes. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you frame the shot up. It's all right there in front of you. And, yeah. Um, how many f- – when you go on a shoot or not even – you know, when you go out and, and uh, just shoot photos, how many do you take in a given session or however long you're out? Okay, that's going to be tricky because, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, like I just now got my first digital camera. Oh, okay, okay. So before – you know, like I had the film camera with 24 exposure, so I had to be real selective because film is expensive. So, you know, like what I did, you know, do is I would just go out, you know, see I'm in the park at a certain spot, and I parked the car and I get out. And, you know, like I would just go to the subject and I would say, do I really want to take this picture because I want to wait to film? Mm-hmm. So you know, like I, you know, like I, th- I think I was more selective then, you know, but you know, like another thing too, uh, you know, uh, say you know, uh, when I when I'm taking photography, you know, like I'm always traveling back and forth to work or going to different places, and I'll take a metal uh, uh, notation of a spot and it says, I'll have to come back here and investigate this subject again. So there's certain spots that I go to all the time, and then you know, like I'd be in the car and I'll I'll look over and say, when I had my camera, I had to come back here. So, you know, like I just make you know like little notes for myself to come back and take pictures. There's a few places here that I go to a lot because because they're just so interesting. And to most people, you know, like see they would go to those areas that says. They would say, what do you see here? They said, there's nothing here. You know, like nothing shiny mm-hmm. or, you know, like really pretty. But, you know, like I, you know, like someone told me that I bring out uh, the beauty and the ugliness of, of, of the I, what I, That might not be the right word, but, you know, like I just tease it out of anything. I, you know, you know, like, I, you know, I think I can tease beauty out of a uh, tin can if I wanted to, anything. <laughs> You know, uh, so there are, there are a number of points I want to respond to with what you just said because it was just perfect. Um, how do you feel about the endless shots that you can take with a digital camera versus the selected few that you can take with film? I mean, do you see that as a, a freeing quality, like you're, you're being released from these constraints? Or is it – the, the reason I ask is – I admire a photographer whom, number one, loves film. Number two, plans their shots, studies their shots, you know, uh, very meticulously sets them up, uh, looks, observes the lighting, observes the environment, and, um, you know, pulls the trigger, so to speak, mm-hmm. hits the trigger. Um, whereas with, with digital cameras, and I see my students doing this as well, they'll look at one thing and they'll take the same picture 50 times, hoping for like some slight variation in angle or some slight variation in lighting, or they adjust their shutter speed and you know create a, a longer exposure, whatever it is, and they end up spending twice as long reviewing the photos uh, that they shot in rapid fire than they did actually photographing the object mm-hmm. and perhaps most importantly appreciating what they're shooting. 
Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. Care to, care to comment? <laughs> well, since I just now got my digital camera two days ago, I haven't really oh, had a okay. chance to do it okay. yet. But <clears throat> I very, you know, like a dog, very merciful that I'll be just shooting a thousand shots a day. You know, because like I'm very selective in what I shoot anyway. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, you know, like the jury's probably out on that yet. But, you know, like, uh, I doubt very much for it all, but just be shooting to be shooting, you know. Mm. Has to be something very special that I want right. to capture. Yeah, you know, I, I can't, I just, maybe I don't have the, uh, the uh, attention span. You know, I, I, I'm like you, want to set up a shot and get at most 10 shots of it and then move on. You know, so I like to meticulously plan. If I'm shooting objects or environment or people, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to make sure that I can get it as technically sound as I can and then spend little time on it and move on. Um, of course, honing that down is a craft. Um, so what kind, of, uh, what kind of things do you like to photograph? I mean, objects, people, uh, scenery, or, you know, it's easy to get a lot of photos of, of rust belt decay and, and you mm-hmm. know, crumbling factories and things like that. Well, most of the time, you know, you know, like I'm out shooting nature. You know, like my house is right in the park. So, you know, like, of course, I'll be shooting. But, you know, like I find myself shooting lots of buildings, uh, the sky, uh, you know, like just, you know, like decay. I like decay, rust, you know, like we're talking about. And very rarely will I shoot people, you know, like unless it's really something that's, you know, like really hits me. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's just anything and everything. You know, like, I can't really kneel and say, well, you know, like, this is my subject. You know, like, I like to shoot through all four seasons. So I, I shoot, you know, photos in the snow, uh, in the spring, in the fall, and the leaves. That's one. I don't know why, but I have more pictures of leaves than than anything else. Why, why do you think it's leaves? Just... Sh- Take a guess, or what do you think? I think they're just organic, and uh, the color, especially in the fall, especially in the fall, I just go hog wild. You know, like I'll go shoot all kind of trees. I will shoot leaves on the ground. I will turn the camera to the sky. I'll get part of the sky. But it, you know, the, you know, like it's just something about the leaves that, uh, that attracts me, and something else I like to shoot. Is uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Is recycled cardboard. I've been shooting shooting recycled cardboard for like 15 years. The first time I saw you know like a bun of cardboard you know like in back of a store, uh-huh. you know because bound up in uh, twine you know like wire. It it just fascinated me you know the colors and the textures, and uh, that's another thing I like to do is cardboard. Okay. You know, uh, well, unlike cardboard, uh, definitely leaves. I mean, no, no two leaves are the same. You know, so there's a there's a quality to that where they're rare. Mm-hmm. You know, right down to their 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 color, the shading, the formation. Um, so leaves, in that sense, are to me at least fascinating. Um, and 
cardboard is an is an interesting uh, subject. Uh, there's actually a lot you could do with that because there's so many different, you know, textures. Um, and I'm I'm j- my creative wheels are spinning because mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, oh man, my my baby's gonna love all this cardboard I have in the basement because I can build all these different things. Mm-hmm. Or you know, even using it with printmaking. You know, you could actually be kind of neat to do. Uh, Get a few leaves, uh, get a brayer, roll some ink on them, and then do prints on on cardboard or something like that. So, so my wheels are spinning and it's distracting, <laughs> but that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone, that's what happens when you put two artists in the room together. Okay, um, <laughs> so, um, so leaves, cardboard, nature. All right, that there's a connectedness there. Uh, that I don't know that connectedness to nature, is that something that's always been resonant with you? That's always been captivating? Yes, I think it is. Uh, you could nature to me, you know, you know, like it's, you know, like I think we're all a part, well, uh, like I know we're part of nature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it just, you know, like it's like me going back to who I am, you know. Right. You know and, you know, like, in fact, every morning when I work day turn at the library, you know, like I, you know, like, you know, like I'll ride through the park here through Lake Glacier. <clears throat> and I have a few minutes before I get to work, so I just sit there in front of the lake and meditate. And, you know, like it might sound weird, but when I sit there for a few minutes and just relax, it's like I'm recharging my batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, no, I'm going to work and work is work, you know. Right. So it's not where I want to be. I'd rather be right there, just sitting there. I mean, not sitting there all day, but just, just relaxing. But, you know, like, I think it's a calming effect. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, music is also like a meditation. You know, like, I listen to music every day, jazz. It calms me down. It calms me down. Music, art, is, uh, you know, like every day... I. You know, like you know, like those two things I need. I need to survive. Where would you be without them? If you didn't have art and music, I'd be somewhere where I wouldn't want to be. Yeah, same I, here. I, I, would, I wouldn't. That's a fear that I don't think any artist wishes to conceptualize or even think about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, for a lot of people, myself included, we have to. Just it's like a compulsion. We just have to be creating, always be creating. And um, I myself don't take the time that you do to recharge and get that connectedness to to nature. Even though you know uh, I'm right there with you, mm-hmm. I'm just literally not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get more fatigued than than I do otherwise. Um, but uh, you meditate. Yes, I do. And is that just like a calming, just sit down, relax, and just take it all in? Or, you know, is it more in the, the cliched form of meditation that most of us are familiar with? I just relax. I just try to just put everything out of my mind and just concentrate on me. Not to, you know, not to say that I'm selfish, but I think we all need to just just listen to ourselves. I don't think that's selfish at all. Yeah, I mean, that that's how you ground yourself. That's how you... Uh, I'm stuck to your paper there. <laughs> center. Mm-hmm. Center yourself. Um, well, 
thank you for for sharing all of that. Uh, let's switch gears real quick. Um, so, uh, one of the things I always enjoy asking folks is if if you weren't in Youngstown, where would you be? Is, is there anywhere else that that you're that you're interested in, or you would want to go to, or you know, I interview. Uh, People that are transplants, they they come here, they grew up elsewhere, far away elsewhere, and and they they settle in Youngstown. I've talked to some people that have grown up here, started their careers here, raised their families, Um, and it's kind of interesting to get a response like, oh, well, if I wasn't in Youngstown, I'd like to be in this place. So I put it to you. Is there anywhere else you'd like to be than Youngstown? Okay. So you mean a specific place, or I just... It's whatever. All right, a yeah. big city. You know, let's just say New York City. New York City. Okay. Yeah, because of the art scene and the music scene. A city. You, well, you, well, you know, most people who live here in Youngstown, they just like to slow down pace here of the city, uh, you know, like a, of a smaller city. But I think I would enjoy, you know, somewhere to go every night. So if I did want to go, you know, you see a play or a movie or... Mm-hmm. See, and that's another thing, too, with, you know, like here in Youngstown, you know, like I love movies, too. But all the, the big, I mean, art movies that I want to see, they never come here. Right. So if they do, you know, you got to, you know, uh, like maybe go to Cleveland to see them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, New York City, I think. Okay. For myself. Well, uh, I'm obligated to ask, what's your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie would be Schindler's List. Schindler's List? Yeah. Classic. Classic movie. That a... Yeah, Schindler's List. Oh, is yeah, or, yeah. you know... Yeah, no, it's excellent film. I love it. I, I especially love the fact that they shot it in black and white. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. you know, like a lot of people, you know, friends of mine, you know, they'll say, how can you like something so dark? But, uh, you know... The storyline was just great, great. And, you know, like Anime History Buff, and it was shot in black and white, and the story was just, you know, like I think we should never forget, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, to me, it was about how people, no matter what position they're in, there's always people who caring and love. That guy really loved, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to apply to those people. I appreciate that. So uh, we're kind of running up on our on our time here, and I wanted to get uh, your opinion on the art scene here in the Youngstown area, and uh, what would you and what you would say to uh, encourage uh, artists of any age, race, creed, color, etc., to uh, really make this scene, the art, arts culture, bigger and better. What do you think? I think that the public should buy more art. Period. Period. <laughs> Not just mine, everywhere. <laughs> you know, like everyone's art. You know, like, you know, as far as art festivals and things like that, I think that we should have some more of those. Mm. You had to get some more exposure. Absolutely. More arts festivals, more exposure, and more sale of art. 
Um, that's so, so important. You know, uh, Tony and I were on the phone before I came over. And one of the things that, that we were talking about was how with, uh, with this in place project, the national endowment for the arts grant that, that the university received to the tune of a hundred thousand dollars. One of the things that we're trying to do is to pay artists to do art. And for some folks, it's like this unfamiliar, bizarre concept. Like you want, you want to pay me to do work. I mean, I don't have to sell my art to you to make a living. No, we actually want you know art as employment. Um, so you're absolutely right. You know, we need, we definitely need to to sell more work. And if if I'm being selfish, sell it at the competitive rates that it's worth, you know, not pricing it down just to make a few bucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a compromise that I think we've all made at some point or another. And it, it hurts. I've been there. It hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deep. (laughs) It cuts deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, any exhibitions or shows coming up or any projects you want to talk about? No, not right now, but like I do have a piece at the Tremor Art Guild and Warren, the annual show, the 57th annual show, and I'm not sure when it ends, but, like, it just opened up last weekend, so so if you get a chance, you know, like, go over to Tag and Warren on Park Avenue and uh, check out that show. It's a real nice show. And if, if folks want to check out any of your other work, is, is some of it online or...? No, I'm having work online, but like I do have some, uh, you know, work in some collections. You know, like have a uh, about 50 photos at Form Health on the North Side Hospital. They've been there for quite a while. Cool. Yeah, I'm real proud of those. They've been there for a while. Forma Health. Form Form Health. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll go over and check them out. I will too. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, James. I really appreciate your time. You know inviting me over and and chatting with you and i'm looking forward to uh uh having more conversations with you again in the future and hopefully we'll uh record on one of these podcasts sometime soon it was fun thank you all right take care bye everybody do something fun today go out and enjoy the weather